0: To go!
1: to run up the score with Ben Bachman and Bo Mollett. We had a full week of football, and now we are ready for the NFL playoffs to take off here in this next weekend. Ben, I don't know about you. Okay, let me me put a caveat on it. I am very excited for NFL playoffs. It's my favorite time of year. Uh, I'm extremely disappointed in what the Colts did. Um it's it's a disgrace to the entire nation, the sport itself. Um, and it hits extra hard here in the state of Indiana. Um but I still love NFL playoffs. They're so fun. Um every every year uh I have to put in my work availability in January and every year I ask for every weekend off because <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm just gonna be watching NFL playoffs. Um and so we uh, you know, with the extra week of the season, it starts a, a week later. And so mid-January, we got super wild card weekend this week. And then we got next week is the divisional, the week after we the conference, the Super Bowl will be on February 13th. It's normally on the first Sunday in February. This week it's on the second. Hopefully, I guess with COVID and everything, everything just keeps going as planned. Um, but uh but, yeah, Ben, I'm super excited for that coming up. We got all the end-of-year stuff, um, you know, Hall of Fame announcements, season awards, um, uh, and the football football season is fun and dramatic, but the free agency and draft and all that off-season stuff is just a different type of drama that's also – I find it very enjoyable. So um, – football season we're we're ramping up into the playoffs we know we're almost at the end but by no means is is that going to be over so i'm really excited for what's coming up despite the embarrassment that is the indianapolis colts
0: yeah um it's i think it's just about everyone's favorite uh time of year and if it's not then um you're probably not just a loser yeah like (laughs) like you know, the only thing that can even come close is that like first weekend in uh in March Madness basketball. That's pretty exciting, but like NFL football, like you 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 can't beat it. You know, like but yeah, unfortunately the Colts. That was that was heartbreaking. You know, I'm sure we'll get more into it, but absolutely heartbreaking. But. We got playoffs coming up next week. We got another episode of Manning Cast, playoff it, playoff edition. Which, thank the Lord,
1: Cardinals Rams.
0: Yes, that that will be a good one, considering how many awful games they had to, you know, go through. Yeah.
1: Here's here's my question about Manning Cast is there has been you know some talk about um, uh, we want to see more Peyton and Eli and less of the guests because sometimes it's just a little choppy you know um, yeah where, where they they talk over each other and there's a delay and and all that and I love the guests don't get me wrong they they bring in the heavy hitters for their guests. Um, mm-hmm. However, there has one of the criticisms with having guests is that sometimes they're not as you know, you're not getting as much of the game. You like you're watching the game, and I think it's fun to just feel like oh, I'm just sitting on the couch talking with Peyton and Eli and whoever they have or whatever, um, and the game's on in the background. But I would be really interested to see with Wildcard Weekend with Rams and Cardinals, which should assuredly be a good game um as opposed to you know they've had what vikings bears and it was like what are we even doing um i would be interested to see maybe if they don't maybe maybe have two guests but we get we get peyton and eli like really locked in like watching the game giving us their analysis i would love that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah like i want to mind like you know Like, bringing some guests on at halftime or something like that. That's what
1: what I I think they should do. Because right now, when they go to halftime, they go back to the regular ESPN halftime. That's when they should have their guests.
0: Yeah. But another thing is just, like, you know, I don't know if you're on board with this or not. I feel like you got to have guests that know what they're talking about in terms of football. Because they would have some guests on there that have no idea what they're like sports ball people like you know,
1: Wait, like, they're what
0: <laughs> the, the the you ever been in a friend group that hates or they don't like sports or don't religiously watch it and they'd be like, yay sports ball, and as a, as a no as I a haven't had to- I haven't had that. <laughs> Haven't had that experience. (laughs) Well, I guess I guess you're I guess you just aren't really as much of a like a typical nerd as I am because like you know I went to Grace College and like. You know, I had plenty of friends that, like you, you know, you play your Pokemon or Smash okay, Bros. Okay. Mario, Go Mardo ahead,
1: Kart. You went you went to college, you have plenty of friends. Keep going, Ben. Just keep listening your accomplishments.
0: No, 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 You you have friends, but they were all sports fanatics. I, I would know because I'm in a fantasy football chat that never shuts up about it. But uh but no, I, I went to college and I had lots of friends who did not care for sports. If I have and, a friend who doesn't
1: care for sports, I just don't watch it with them.
0: Well, I mean, when I'm living together with them, and I'll be talking with like, See, that's other the mistake. Friends.
1: That's the mistake you made, Ben. <laughs> you don't live with a non-sports person.
0: <laughs> well, I, here's here's the thing. Okay, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't think you ever visited Grace College. Grace College, it's like, you know, we have an entire hall, and on that hall, you have your like own lobby. And it's like more of like a community aspect instead of just like one hallway with full doors. And you're essentially separated from everyone except for your suite mates. Like it's like a whole community circle type thing, you know. And so you kind of find yourself interacting with all the different types of students. Anyway, I'm getting kind of off track. So I would be talking with someone who does like sports. And there would be someone else in the room who doesn't really care for it. And so it's like, you know, we'll be talking about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I get sports ball, you know, like, like just the most. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know the word to describe it, mostly because I'm not good at English. But like, They
1: are aware that they don't know sports and they're making fun of it.
0: Essentially, like they're not trying to make fun of it. They respect that we know it. But they it feels like they got to announce their presence that they don't know sports so I mean, they, they'll be like
1: i guess the guests haven't been terrible i think they bring they bring in like some celebrities that are fans of the teams like snoop Dogg was on last week because of the um la team and um mm-hmm. but uh i think for the most part they've had people on who
0: I was going to say, not all guests, you know, when they bring like Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, uh, LeBron James, you know, as much as I don't like LeBron James, you know, he actually gave some pretty good insight and, you know, gave some like insider news and good sound bites, you know, Um, but I think there were like, uh, you know, some musicians, uh, I think there was uh, um, other basketball players who would go on the show. And like they wouldn't know anything about the game or whatnot. It's like, so, or so it's like, oh, so we have like Seahawks, Saints. Uh, who's your favorite team? Oh, I, I, I like the Giants growing up, but I guess since I played for the Seattle Sonics, uh, I need to talk about Seattle. And there was just like no intelligence there. So it then draws to the, the Manning cast having to talk about them, which is fine. You know, we're getting to know about the guests in that kind of aspect, but it's like, you're taking away from the game.
1: Mm, I see. So, so you would rather than bring in like Joe Buck and then just be able to commentate on the game.
0: No. Well, here's the thing. When they brought in Joe Buck, that was hilarious because Joe Buck wasn't professional. (laughs) (laughs) My
1: favorite, maybe my, one of my favorite moments of the season is, watching the game on the Manning cast with Joe Buck and he'd go, Hey Joe, call this play. And he goes, okay, well Jones jobs back. He throws it over to whoever the hell that is. And he runs out. Yeah. Like
0: that, like that, that's funny right there. Cause he, he wasn't professional. He was laid back. Like that, that was kind of the stuff I liked. Like, uh, Oh, there was someone good who like, he, like, uh, He's he was a comedian. Really good friends with Peyton Manning. I can't think of his name.
1: Kevin Hart? Did they have no?
0: No, it, it's an old guy. He's retired. He's I think he's from Indianapolis. If I'm being honest. Um. I
1: mean, yeah. uh, let me. I'm gonna do a Google for you. Ah, uh, thanks. Uh, what game? Do you know what game it was?
0: shoot no i say uh bills patriots let's see
1: um david letterman
0: yes that was it okay so um,
1: so, um yeah, yeah so david- he is uh so he is a uh i guess he's a comedian he was mo- most famously the late night talk show host
0: well is not that what comedians are nowadays like
1: no like <laughs> oh ben no the late night talk show host is a different job title than comedian they usually get a comedian to do it but the it's a different format
0: (laughs) okay different format but the same person
1: and he's from i don't know if he's from indianapolis i know he went to ball state
0: okay yeah but anyway they had brought him on and he he kept it entertaining um obviously being You know, I think he spent a lot of time in the Indianapolis area getting to know Peyton Manning. He was able to tell lots of football stories, even though he had nothing to do with the sport. He was able to talk football, and you know, he would watch the game and understand what's going on. And so, like, I feel like they could bring more guests in because when you bring a guest who doesn't know anything about football, and so the Manning brothers are trying to like pull something out of them, that's when it just becomes. This is exhausting, especially when it's like a high point in the game, like where it's like, you know what? If, you, if you're not going to talk, then let me watch the game. It's like getting down to like two-minute warning stuff. Yeah,
1: but I still think it'll be fun. It's definitely going to be better than whatever the normal ESPN cast is.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not ripping it at all. It's more, I would say it's more constructive criticism because it's the first year doing it. I feel like there's room for improvement.
1: Yeah. Um, well, we spent longer on that than I thought we would, but let's get into the, <laughs> let's get into the
0: much needed talk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get into the, I'm going to, before we get into the last week of the season, I'm going to throw in some headlines that happened kind of between our last recording um, and the, and the week leading up to it. Um, one is the hall of fame finalists and so they've announced 15 finalists for the hall of fame um mm-hmm. up to five will be selected um and and put in i don't know what the i guess the uh to be elected you have to receive a minimum positive vote of 80 percent. so it's up to five but i guess like three or four would could go in if they didn't do the full five, because you have to get 80% for election. Um, I have the 15 finalists here, Ben. Um, There are, I believe, three that are first timers. Um, And there's 10 who have been here before. So... Let me, I I did this with Casey on sports shenanigans and that is, I I read through who's up and then we each picked the five we think we'll get in. Okay. So you have Jared Allen back again um, as a finalist defensive end, obviously Um, most famously with the Minnesota Vikings.
0: I think it's a little bit harder to judge. Like, don't get me wrong, we're going to just have to spitball it because I'm not looking up the stats. But it's a little bit harder when you don't know the stats because, like, I remember uh, I remember Jared Allen being good. It's just there are some people when you go back and look at their stats, you're like, wow, I didn't realize he was that good, you know? Like Jared Allen, like I think I'm like, oh, he was good, and I'm sure if I look back on his stats, I'm like, oh shoot, no, he was really good. Yeah.
1: Um. Let me see. Um, Where's the one?
0: So you were at Jared Allen.
1: Yeah. No, that's no, I was looking at his stats because like you said, I remember him being good. So he has hundred and thirty six oh, I just said we aren't gonna look at that. I know, but you made me curious. Hundred and thirty-six career sacks. He's a two time sack leader, and one of those seasons he had twenty-two, which is a half star of the record.
0: Okay, yeah, that, that's really good.
1: Yeah. Um Willie Anderson, an offensive tackle, uh with the Cincinnati Bengals for the majority vast majority of his career um ronde barber um i believe you remember as a cornerback
0: um ronde but not tiki shane yeah uh
1: tony baselli offensive tackle looks like um he must have been very good because it looks like he had six years with the jaguars and i think that was it um Leroy Butler is a safety played before our time. He with the green Bay Packers, um, it's just Devin so, Hester, it still
0: sounds familiar though. Yeah.
1: Um, Devin Hester, it's his first time first year eligible. Mm-hmm. Um, Torrey Holt is back, uh, the wide receiver for the Rams. Um, Andre Johnson, I believe is his, it's his first time being eligible. Um, Sam Mills, um, who was a linebacker who played in the '90s, late '80s. Um, Richard Seymour um, is back. Zach Thomas is back, uh, linebacker for the Dolphins. Demarcus I, kn- I know. We- who's- oh, what? Sorry.
0: I said I know who Zach Thomas is. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm just saying for the listener. Um, Demarcus Ware. Uh, it's his first time being eligible. Reggie Wayne is back after last year. Um, Patrick Willis is back after last year and Bryant young as a defensive tackle defensive end for the 49ers for uh, 13 years through the nineties and her mid two thousands. So Ben,
0: who would you say oh, that's so hard to judge? I don't barely know any half of these players. I know, but, you know, what do you think? Well, we kind of had some discussion of this last year, I remember, and you kind of got mad with me, but... Oh, well, yeah. It, uh, it I is mean, what it is. It, it,
1: that could be said about any topic we had about a year ago.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um, well, starters, we got to put Reggie in there. I mean, completely non-biased. <laughs> you know, he's just... So good as a wide receiver. He he deserves to get in. Um let me go with uh Patrick Willis. Um I feel like he retired too early, but you know, had he played a appropriate amount of seasons, that man was a freaking beast on the field. Mm-hmm. Um Demarcus Ware. Uh, I'll go with Demarcus Ware. Um, I feel like Torrey Holt's been waiting a long time.
1: So, so, so far, you have Reggie, Demarcus Ware, Patrick Willis. Is that Tori Holt? Is that a yeah. Play?
0: Torrey Holt. And then... I don't know. If you're a defensive tackle for the 49ers in the 90s through the 2000s, you're pretty good. So, whoever that last guy you said was.
1: Bryant Young. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, I think that list is wrong. So, let me give you mine. Um, (laughs) Okay. Mm-hmm. For me, the most obvious one. Well, there's two, two most obvious ones. One you got right, one you missed. Um, Demarcus Ware is obviously he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He had a long career, mainly with the Cowboys, but then he went to the Broncos, won a Super Bowl, a big time sack linebacker. I mean, it was it was a heck of a career. So Demarcus Ware is going to get in. Mm -hmm. That's very easy. We'll also be a first ballot. Devin Hester, without question, will be a hall of famer. And there is no way he's not. And if, if, if Devin Hester is not like, we're going to get into this a little later, the voting process has come under fire in the last week or so due to the MVP voting. If Devin Hester is not a first ballot hall of famer, I will riot. I will walk up to the doors of Canton and burn that place to the ground.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I am sorry i am i am not on board with the Devin Hester first battle all of
1: I don't understand how you're not. First please, please he, try and explain.
0: Two words. Only I don't know, special teams one word or two words?
1: That's special teams is most certainly two words.
0: Okay. Well, I don't you know, I don't know if it's like one of them weird hyphen whatever. Um all right, fine. Three words. Only special teams.
1: Okay, let me ask you this, Ben. Is Adam Vinatieri a first ballot Hall of Famer?
0: Well, that's an unfair question because I'm a Colts fan, so I am certainly going to be biased in that regard.
1: Come on, Ben. You don't have to be biased to know that answer.
0: Well, let's be honest. Is he even the best kicker to ever kick?
1: I think most people would say yes.
0: There's a guy who plays for the Baltimore Ravens I would they probably beg to differ.
1: Not at this point. He hasn't played long enough. Adam Vinatieri's all-time leading scorer. He's done it in all of eight games.
0: Well, here's the thing: Justin Tucker has a much higher uh, percentage. He has a much bigger leg. And he,
1: fine, Justin Tucker will be, was, is Justin Tucker going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, Ben?
0: I don't know. I don't know how they list kickers. I don't even. I, I mean, it, let's ben, think about let it. Ha, ha, let's let, let's think about it though. Let me has answer your question. Ben, a, has there ever been a first ballot kicker? Has there ever been a first ballot special teams only player?
1: I don't know, Ben, but that's not the point here.
0: The point. I is, think that is the point. I think Devin Hester is Devin Hester a, is the greatest to ever
1: play his position. He literally took the Bears to a Super Bowl <laughs> as a returner.
0: I mean, I'd argue that was the Bears' defense and Brian Urlacher.
1: I mean, he was that was a nice partner. That was a nice Robin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they literally won games because Devin Esther was their return.
0: I mean, I believe that. I mean, if Baltimore Ravens didn't have to, you know, whatever his name was to shoot, Jacoby Jacobs or something like that, you know, he was a really good returner too. They won some games off him.
1: It, oh, my gosh. You're infuriating.
0: Maybe. But I think we also had this discussion last year. I didn't get into football until, like, you know Yeah, the, that's true. Like, you, missed, the, the like,
1: you missed the greatness of Devin Hester. That's true.
0: Like like 2007 is when I started watching it, and
1: Football. he still 2006 was his big year. um Yeah, teams like, changed. Teams changed how they played. Like by 2006 was his big year because he was a rookie. Like he still had moments after that, but widely he didn't because teams were they would kick a kickoff out of bounds and let the Bears' offense have it at the 40 instead of risk giving it to Devin Hester.
0: Oh, well, the Colts weren't afraid of him.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what... And Tony Dungy says it's the worst choice he ever made.
0: Well, it can't be that bad of a choice. He still won the game.
1: <laughs> he's had a, I mean, he's made a lot of... He's made a lot of good choices. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> The... The point is, he's the best <clears throat> to ever play his position at a historically high level that changed how teams play special teams. First, I mean, like, to be honest, the returner position before Devin Hester, like, it was a position. Teams weren't looking at it like they do now. Like, Devin Hester is why Josh Cribs was as big as he was. Like, Devin Hester is
0: why – um I remember Josh Cruz returning a punt off his face mask and fumbling it five times, but.
1: Well, with the Browns, the Devin Hester, like teams, when teams saw Devin Hester, they started looking for different skill sets and returners. They started looking for guys who could play like Devin Hester to be their returner. More athletic, faster. Like these were, I mean, these were qualities that you would have in a returner. But once people saw what Devin Hester could do, everyone was looking for uh, someone with a similar skill set, someone with a similar ability to be able to change games like Devin Hester was able to.
0: If it, I mean I'll be up for the committee but I'm just saying I want to hold my breath, Bo oh, but I will give you this he went much farther than what I would have thought he what? He, met, he, he went farther than I would have thought Wait, you wouldn't have even given him a finalist? no, because Robert Mathis got gypped oh my
1: gosh Um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna say Reggie gets put in there. He's one of the all time great receivers. I'm gonna say Torrey Holt doesn't, and it's not because I don't think Torrey Holt doesn't deserve to get in. It's not because I don't think Torrey Holt will like will never get in. Um, I just think the Hall of Fame's always been kind of stingy with wide receivers. I think Reggie gets in. His numbers are ahead of Holt's in every way. Um and um and there's frankly this list is just too big so
0: um I'll next go, year <laughs> what as a next year Holt. <laughs> yeah um because I'll, I'll put a in over johnson if i'm being honest
1: no yes i agree with that like i'm not i don't have andre johnson getting in this year on his first try I think I think Andre Johnson was very, very good. I don't think he's gonna be able to be a first ballot um first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: Honestly, I feel like he didn't do himself any favors joining the Colts. He should have just retired after the Texans.
1: Yes. Yes. Um I'm gonna say I think Patrick Willis was too short of a career, so I'm not going to put him in yet. Um, it was around
0: Calvin Johnson's.
1: How long was Calvin in?
0: I think Calvin was 10.
1: See, Willis is seven.
0: Dear Lord. That's, um, that's so short. Sure. What the heck, Willis? You had so much to give.
1: Um. I'm gonna say Willie Anderson, the offensive tackle for Cincinnati.
0: Um, that, that is true. If if you're a good offensive tackle and stay with Cincinnati for X number of years, you deserve it.
1: Yeah, he was in at Cincinnati for eleven years and then one year in Baltimore. Yeah. But I just I just remember the stories. Like I remember I didn't see much of him play, but I just remember everyone talking about how good Willie Anderson was, and I think offensive tackle will be. And that's, but like, Tony Baselli, like, he must have been very good. He played six years with the Jaguars, and he had one more with the Texans where he was on injured reserve. So I don't know.
0: What position is Tony Baselli? Tackle. Well, I'll say this. Tackles, uh, offensive tackle is probably the hardest position to play. Physically. Like, in the entire game like i i i can't think of a more physical position on the field that is harder because like you literally have to like maintain your ground while you're having someone just your size but slightly faster running right at you
1: um i have a question ben what what position did you play in high school football?
0: I was a guard for three years, but my senior year, I got bumped out to tackle.
1: Okay, so that makes sense. <laughs> and,
0: and and if you're gonna ask this question, yes, I would have much rather have gone back to guard my senior year.
1: No, I was I was just saying, okay, that makes sense. That Ben thinks that's the hardest position in football. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't I, mean if you, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm just, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying.
0: I, 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 I was just to say that that it's not really my, I guess you can say it's biased, but I, in my most unbiased perspective, because like I played D line as well. Like um, I played guard, I played tackle, like, you know, quarterback, Yeah, quarterback is probably the hardest position overall, but I think, a lot of that goes in the mental aspect of it,
1: because mm-hmm.
0: like you have to men- like you have to know the defense. You got to be able to read the defense. It requires a high football IQ. Not to mention it is physically demanding. Now, I'm not saying that that's not it either. Um, same with middle linebacker. Middle linebacker very physically demanding, but and it's also harder because you have to you know know an offense and read the looks. But offensive tackles, you're literally Getting beat up every single play, especially if you're in a passing league. Running the ball, running is, not you know, when they run the ball, it, it it makes it stacks the odds a little bit more in your favor because you could actually run at the defensive player and you know, put a hit on him. But if you're but if you're pass setting, you're literally taking a hit and you're expected to stay on your feet. <laughs> It's hard.
1: And then uh, my last pick, so I've got Hester, Wayne, Ware, Anderson, and then I'll, I'll put in Jared Allen, which I think is different than what I said on the other show. But um, I'll, I'll well, put we got, Jared Allen in.
0: We got three out of five. I mean, I'll take that. <laughs> three out of five. Not bad. Not bad.
1: No. Two out of five.
0: Wayne, Ware,
1: and... That's it. You had Holt, Willis, and Young.
0: Oh, who's the third one, I thought? Who's yours again?
1: Hester, which I know you didn't think that. No, Uh, I
0: didn't
1: think that. Ware, Wayne are the two we have. And then I picked Anderson and... Allen.
0: Okay. I guess we were talking about uh, Willis for a little bit there that for some reason I thought you picked him, but. Um, Okay. Two out of five. That's still better than what I thought. (laughs) Um, A
1: little bit of drama. There is a league wide belief that Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll will not be together next season.
0: Well, are we assuming that this week's events haven't already happened, or what? I guess catch me,
1: catch us up, Ben.
0: Well, I mean, you know, obviously Russell Wilson has came out and said that he wants to be a Seattle Seahawk, and Pete Carroll did avoid a uh, Black Monday. So, I mean,
1: oh, you're just so- saying that.
0: I, I I'm just saying, like time has progressed, and you know, I mean, that that either means that Russell Wilson is leaving Seattle, or it's not true. Like, because I feel like if you're gonna fire Pete Carroll, it was gonna be on Monday.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: see, well, because you what... don't want you don't want to wait to fire a guy. Yeah.
1: I uh hmm uh, I hadn't thought about that. That is um I guess it's time's not up yet. I guess you still have the rest of this week and stuff. Um, I if I'm Seattle, I I think I think they should separate the two. And if I'm Seattle, I would easily get rid of Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll is what seventy one. Like, oh yeah, like. Get rid of Pete. Get a new voice in there. Russell is, you like you don't find another. Ru- you can find another Pete. <laughs> um, I mean you might not want to find another Pete, but you can find another good coach, especially you know Miami. <laughs> like, you bring Brian Flores up to Seattle, I think you could do some good. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, Seattle. Give Russell a better coach, otherwise he'll retire.
1: Well, he's not going to retire, but... uh,
0: That's what they said about luck, but here we uh, are
1: now. That's true. Same Um, draft class. But yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, and just think what we could have gotten. We could have gotten Russ for a third-round pick. We could have gotten something else with the first overall pick or traded it or something.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I still would have taken Andrew luck we just need to do a better job protecting him and not have Gregson in the front office
1: no i I agree with that, but I'm saying where we are now like Russell would still be playing, and that might be I'm, worth it
0: i mean hindsight <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty i would
1: I would still say I like luck better as a player. the only problem is he's not playing
0: <laughs> well I mean here's the thing though you know if we're gonna go back and change oh well we're just gonna do something else with that first overall pick and draft Russell Wilson because he's gonna be good. Why don't we just go back and you know not have Ryan Grigson as the general manager and get a good offensive line around Andrew Luck. That way he doesn't get killed his first three years on the league and then retires after seven years.
1: Okay. So we've struck a nerve, but the um just,
0: just a little bit. Dude, I that's, would, why, I, that's why that's why I'm not that's why when people are starting to question um chris ballard on being fired i'm like you guys have already forgotten ryan grigson okay i do not want to risk getting another ryan grigson like chris ballard has made a lot of right moves okay is he as aggressive as i want him to be absolutely not but he does make a, a lot of right moves ryan grigson destroyed this franchise he is the reason why we are still in the spot that we are today
1: i agree um but yeah, I would get rid of Pete. I would, I would hold on to Russ. Um, now, obviously, if they decide to go the other way and they're going to trade Russell Wilson, um, there are a lot of teams. I think Miami, uh, New York, uh, the Giants at least. Um,
0: well, here's the thing: why why would Russ go to Miami? Russ has a no trade clause. He has no reason to go to Miami. You would you would, well, would have to deal with a new head coach. Um, why the would, team's only kind of average around him. Like, but, I mean, no. okay, they're not average. They're good. They're good. But that's it's a like,
1: good team. They're looking for a quarterback. I'm not sure why Flores was
0: fired. Um, that's what I can't understand. Now, well, if Flores is there, you can humor me on it. But well, do I want to go to a franchise? That was a really good team. Have they? Have they hired the head coach?
1: Have they? Yeah, but Ben, have they hired the new head coach? No. What if they trade for Russ? Like that job, they would get a good coach because that would be the best job in the league.
0: Well, does well here? You got to ask the question: Does Russ want to go there? I think he would.
1: Mm. why I, I know your previous reason but why wouldn't he well
0: I mean I mean don't get me wrong it's the only reason why I got but I feel like it's a very valid reason why like the Miami Dolphins Brian Flores had to freaking pulled this team out of the absolute gutter from the start of their season and he made him a playoff team in fact was it, was he the, was his first year the tank for two a year or was that, or was his first year the year after that? I don't remember. Any of the case, like he's four and six. Okay. So, so this would be his third year. Okay. So he is four and six against Bill Belichick. Like that doesn't happen with how, like, if you're a Miami fan, like, What are you doing? And if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm like, I'm looking at that and be like, why would I want to go there when they have a really good coach and the ownership or the general manager, whichever one, just got rid of him, like let him walk? I don't want to go there. That's that's just reeks of dysfunction.
1: But I think I, I would see the concern there when you're someone like Russ though, I think you have a confidence that you can overcome it, especially if you look like I said if Russ goes there, like that's the best job in the league despite what maybe is dysfunction up at the top like they would get a good coach. Well here, here's the thing Nick, I still like- think I still think they'll get a good coach there. Even if they don't get Russ, because I still think it's a very good job. But
0: it's, I, all, it's always puzzling to see a good coach get fired, and you're asking the question: Why was he let go? What's going on in that front office? You know, because the because not going to lie, the that the, might
1: the other options though, Ben that I'm looking at for Russ, you got the giants who it's going to be a new GM and a new coach. Um, you got the saints who it'll be. I actually saints. like the
0: Saints. I think I the, saints, look-
1: the saints could be a good fit. Um, I'm just saying the options are limited here. You got the saints, you got the giants, you got the dolphins. I mean, I think Russ wants to go to big market city. Mhm. And so that's New York, that's Miami. It's not so much New Orleans, but it, it it's a big sit, it's a big city atmosphere. Yeah. Um I mean, where else? I guess you could go to Houston.
0: Oh, no, that doesn't fit for us. <laughs> uh, are you
1: just saying that cuz then we'd have to play him twice a year?
0: Well, that and uh I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's me, saying, but Houston's
1: like... the third biggest city in this in the country, I think.
0: Is it really I know, third?
1: I think it's fourth, maybe.
0: I was, I, was say, I thought Dallas would be bigger than that.
1: No, I think it's bigger than Dallas.
0: Wow, I'm surprised. Um, I don't know. I, I. I... I I I like the Saints. If I'm being honest, but I feel like everything that can be the arguments, like, oh well, Russell Wilson, like he can he can bring the Dolphins out of it. I'm like, well, one, why would he want to do that when he can just stay in Seattle and try to pull Seattle out of the rut? Because
1: Seattle with Pete Carroll is not getting out of a rut.
0: Well, out with the Dolphins firing Flores. It makes me think that my Miami's not going to do any better of a job with their new head coach. Because here's my here's my take. Because coaching firings and hirings do matter to the players. And the firing of Flores, I am going to be very interested to see how that impacts the players on Miami next season. Because if they lose – because if those players lose confidence in the organization, then that Miami team will not be near as good next year.
1: Yeah, they did – they've had two off-seasons of questionable moves. They got rid of Van Noy last year, and then they get rid of Flores this year. Um. But I still think they'd be a player in the trading of us.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. If it happens, I'm not going to say it can't happen. I'm just saying if I'm Russell Wilson, I I would not want to go there. I thought that was the dumbest. Of yesterday. Hmm. Yeah, hold on, I'm having kind of technical difficulties at the moment. <laughs> all right, can you um, hear me now? Yeah.
1: Um, we had some uh, sad news. John Madden died at 85. It was a little creepy. They, you know, had that big, Fox had that big all-Madden documentary they were pushing launched on Christmas Day. And he died Mm -hmm. three days later, so that's creepy. Um, But
0: I, I like. I think he might have had an undisclosed illness, and uh, you know, you don't want to make that information like the family chose not to make that information public, and so like a lot of people knew that it was coming because like even at the end of the the all Madden thing, like you saw all family members really tearing up and you're like, well, I mean, you could understand why they were t- tear up, you know, because it's like he meant so much to them and whatnot, but then it's like, oh, you kind of understand that this is their kind of final farewell to them. Um, okay. I mean, that that's my take.
1: yeah i don't know um i i i just remember uh, you know i think most of his career was prior to us but uh i remember the madden video game and well i i mean obviously it's still going but uh, i remember it when he was like in the video game <laughs> and uh I think his last year doing it was like 2009, and then they switched over to that joke, Chris Collinsworth.
0: Um, but. Uh, Unpopular opinion. I feel like Chris Collinsworth is starting to grow on me as the commentator. Get out.
1: I literally, we were watching the game the other my, night, and my mom goes, Why is his voice like that? How does he have this job?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's me.
1: My favorite thing about, I, I think my favorite thing about Chris Collinsworth is he makes me feel like anybody could
0: do that job. You <laughs> <laughs> see, that's how I feel about Joe Buck, you know?
1: I mean, Chris Collinsworth is always like, uh, no, see, I don't feel that way about Joe Buck because Joe Buck does a lot of different things. Like he does baseball. He does football. Like He'll do seven day weeks. Like Chris Collinsworth has one game a week. (laughs) And all he has to say is, well, you see right there, he had it in his hands, but then it hit the ground. So we didn't catch it. And it's like,
0: yeah, that's how it works, Chris. Like, no, 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 that's booger.
1: (laughs) But anyway, John Madden, very good broadcaster understatement Uh, a very good coach i didn't realize how good of a coach he was but he's got i think the highest winning percentage of any coach ever um and uh the uh the legacy in the video game like the like as a broadcaster you know a big part of that documentary was them talking about how he was able to teach people the sport of football in simple terms like the video game changed everything for an entire generation who grew up playing this video game that's i mean that's how i learned how to play football was playing the madden video game
0: i'm not gonna lie i think because like my first madden game was madden 08 i remember opening it up uh on christmas um and it was it was it was all it was part of that year where it was my first year following football. Now I didn't watch every single Colts game that year, but I watched like the big ones, like Colts versus Patriots, two thousand seven. I remember watching the Giants Patriots the week sixteen game, um, and I remember watching a couple others, but like, you know, I remember going home, uh, and playing that game so for so long and like you know you know with the Giants playing the Patriots I would like play as the Giants a lot and I got got to know these guys like Jeremy Shockey, Michael Straham, Justin Tuck, uh, Eli Manning, Brandon Jacobs, Mont Bradshaw and my dad is all all of a sudden going how do you know all these Giants players like where did that come from I'm like my Madden football game you know Yeah, I know. That's what I would play franchise mode. I know the entire league because I'm
1: scouring through, you know, not the entire league, but the, you know, I'm going through, I'm like, I got to, I'm looking for guys to sign. I'm signing this guy in free agency. I'm trading for this guy. I'm I'm doing this. I'm looking at every team's roster. I know all these guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I like, I kid you not, you know, back, you know, when I played Madden PS2, when it was in its golden era, I probably couldn't name over half the guys in the league. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. Like no, yeah. No, like I, I could name back I I for one, I could name the entire Colt roster. I couldn't do that now. Like because I, I stopped playing Madden because you know it, it's just not that good of a game anymore since they use Madden as a commercial product and not actually involved him you know granted he got old but still um but yeah like back in this golden era i could name the entire colts roster like backup safeties linemen you name it
1: um there's a lot of uh drama with antonio brown and the tampa bay buccaneers
0: Oh great <laughs> uh
1: obviously, everyone saw the Jets game where uh he you know took off his uniform his pads and everything he kind of danced through the end zone while the team was playing <laughs> and uh left the game um, the it's
0: that ten game parlay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bruce Arians came out and said he's no longer a buck. Right after the game, they said he was not benched because that's what people were wondering: was he benched? Was it? Arians said he told AB to get out after he refused to go into the game twice. Um, then AB released a statement saying that he was uh, forced to play injured. And he said uh, he couldn't play on the ankle, and they weren't listening. He released text messages to show that uh, they were aware of his injury. Um, they The Bucs didn't release him until Thursday. Arian said that he was upset because he wasn't getting the ball, said at halftime he was upset, and um, they handled it. And then it came out, and he was still upset, and he wouldn't go in the game. And then he came over, he said, what's going on? He said, I'm not getting the ball, and he said to get out. Well, in, in paraphrasing, but um, and then he did, he got out. Um, the, the <laughs> but lots of lots of drama. I think AB is trying to uh put together some sort of suit against the Bucks, saying that they were forcing him to play injured and that they weren't. There was also it came out that um, the week prior, he had asked for his incentives to be guaranteed, and they said, no, that's not how we. That's not how incentives work because he was so close. I think he was like five catches, 50 yards, like a touchdown or something from like all these different incentives. And so the assumption was I'd be able to get him in two games, but again, I think, I don't know if he was paranoid, but he thought that they weren't going to, maybe that's why he's upset. He's not getting the ball. He thought they were trying to not pay him his incentives or whatever. I don't know. lot's going into it, but it, it, uh, it started as everyone hates Antonio Brown and everyone's like yeah this is this guy's a nutcase blah 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 then um he came out and said and people said oh maybe there's more of the story and as more details have come out everyone's kind of gone back to yeah antonio brown's crazy i think he's he he went he said something against um tom brady like he went against everybody and everyone's kind of like dude like tom brady is the only reason you still have a job is because he like Stuck his neck out for you to be on this team, um, and so it's like, well, if he's not going to treat Tom Brady right, if he thinks Brady's the problem, then clearly there's something wrong with Antonio Brown. So, I think I think he's I don't think he's going to get another shot. I mean, if it didn't work with Brady in Tampa, then there's not. I don't see another. Well, team. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. I, I mean, everyone knew like when the Buccaneers signed Antonio Brown that this is it. Like no one. No one was even going to think to give him another shot. Well, I think they thought it was
1: this was it. But if it works out, we'll see. You know, like if it if it went well in Tampa, I think there are other teams that might reach out and say, "Well, it seems like things are fixed."
0: Maybe I don't know. Like I, if yes, if you ask me, like that one that that was going to be it. Tampa was going to be it. But anyway, um, I. I never ever for one second believed it was anything but Antonio Brown. Like like I I have no reason to believe Antonio Brown no matter what statement he comes out with. Like he can That's true. He can release all the text messages he wants. He can release whatever information he wants your record shows that I cannot trust your side of the story. Like, and not to mention, Oh, the way you handled it. That also shows me, you can't, you know, justify your side of the story. Like I, I can't trust your side of the story. So with all that stuff going on, I never like, you know, a couple people went up to me and be like, yeah, I'm not so sure if it was a, Antonio Brown, I uh, you know, Bruce Arians, he he's been known to be kind of a jerk sometimes. I'm like, okay, there's being a jerk and then there's being stupid. Okay. What Antonio Brown did was stupid. Like Bruce Arians can handle situations, could handle situations a little bit better, but I'm never going to blame Bruce Arians for the actions of what Antonio Brown had done. Like it's just crazy. Like that's completely uncalled for, and whatnot. And then people, and then it, you know, kind of a little joke here. But uh, when he calls out Tom Brady, and people are like, "Oh, well, now I stop believing him," I'm like, "Man, that's the first thing I ever believed of him." <laughs> what do you mean? Not I like like i said it is a joke when he calls out tom brady i'm actually starting to like this guy you know oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but no hey, finally I, someone gets it yeah <laughs> there there you go <laughs> but uh no if i if i'm being honest like i didn't even keep up with the story like I, like you know i never read any articles on it you know I didn't really listen to what people had to say about it. Most because I've just been so busy. I haven't like watched like the herd a whole lot, which is my, like my main show or really any other, I don't even watch the YouTube. Like I haven't watched any like YouTube or Facebook clips on anyone giving their thoughts on it. I'm just like, it's not worth my time. Antonio Brown did what he did. Like, and if, and if people are going to try to make this something that it's not, then it's not worth my time either. (laughs) I don't
1: like. Yeah, it seemed pretty open and shut. Like, I mean, it seemed pretty like. Ab's been crazy, and we've all known Ab's been crazy, and he did something crazy. It's not surprising.
0: Um, yeah, like, like let's let's do the eye test. Do we? let's stop overthinking stuff here. Okay, we're men. Okay, we don't have to overthink it. We can look at a situation and call it the way it is. It's not Bruce Arians' fault. Okay, it's not his fault. We know Bruce Arians can be kind of a jerk. He's not going to coddle anybody. And that's what Antonio Brown needs. He needs his binky and he needs to be coddled. And he didn't get his binky, he didn't have his blinky and his warm milk. And guess what? He threw a temper tantrum sure there's a sound bite <laughs> thank, thank you i'll be here all week um
1: so the washington football team they uh their stadium stinks literally and fit and 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 just stinks um that they, <laughs> they uh they uh they had a couple of poop pipes burst. Um, I forget what week that was, but they uh, it was in one of the locker rooms. And then the they play the Eagles and the railing collapsed and all these people fell almost onto Jalen Hurts, who just got out of the way. He was coming, you know, through the tunnel, um, and the <laughs> the thing collapsed. All these people fall like the, he's written the league um about you know what are they doing
0: to fix it
1: but like what's going on it's at this stadium
0: <laughs> it's just a crappy franchise I mean <laughs> yeah oh, come on you knew that was coming like yeah you know, like you just knew it okay but anyway um no what <laughs> There's so many things wrong with this franchise. So many things. Like, you, you know, we're, you know we, we still haven't forgotten that they're literally trying to sweep a whole investigation of their owner of doing horrendous things. They're trying to sweep that under a rug. Um, their team name's still laughing stock of the league. Uh,
1: they did announce that they will be Uh, releasing the new team name on February 2nd.
0: Conveniently to cover up uh, conveniently around the same time that their stadium's having all sorts of troubles. (laughs) Yeah, so um, yeah, this this is absolutely uh, atrocious. Uh, It's not a franchise that I would want what would really want anyone to be a part of, if I'm being honest. Like, it's just not a good place to be at. Not to mention, you know, why does anyone even want to live in Washington D.C. anyway? I don't know. I mean, I got some friends who live in Washington D.C.
1: I don't know. It seems like a decent place, but I mean, what's? I guess I haven't heard anything. What's
0: from what I, from what I hear, it's crazy expensive. Everybody's I I, expensive. I, I, have, I am aware of that. Yes. Like, like you, you, go to the McDonald's. They have a ten dollar menu. Well, it's I don't think it's that expensive. <laughs> I mean, I was exaggerating, but yes, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I do. I will say, I don't think they have a dollar menu.
1: I know. I mean, in New York, the McDonald's dollar menu is like the dollar six seventy
0: five menu. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. There's just there's just so much wrong with this franchise from ownership down to stadium facilities. Yeah, um, and I, I'll I'll commemorate Jalen Hurst on calling out the, the team on this because it, this franchise needs to be thoroughly but, investigated on so many thing, grounds.
1: Here's the thing, Ben. Can you imagine if like, if they would have landed on Jalen Hurts and he gets hurt and the Eagles are in the playoffs, but now they don't have Jalen Hurts because the stadium at the Washington, like, fell on him?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that would obviously be horrendous for any Eagles fans to go through but it would be very enjoyable to watch the league investigate Washington in that regard and come down hard on them.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, But, Oh, and here's um, a little sound or not a little sound bite up a little extra that I, uh, that I kind of heard. Apparently Washington released a statement uh, saying that they cared for all the people who fell and offered them like medical treatment if they needed it. And so many people actually came out and goes, no, the security guards told us to get the F off the field. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, that sounds oh, like wow. what a
1: security. I mean, i work with a lot of security guards. That sounds like what they do.
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, but like at the same time, it's not like these are people who. You know, who ran all into the field, you know? No,
1: Ben, you don't get it. That's what the security guards do. (laughs) Like, they're terrible people.
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess I just don't get it, but it's like, oh, yeah, we offered it to anyone who uh, required it. Uh, No, they did it. They just told us to get off the field. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right um uh an mvp voter says that he won't vote for aaron Rodgers. quote because he's the biggest jerk in the league um I know know his first I name i know his first name's hub I don't, it's like Hub Arkish or, or something. The bottom mm-hmm. line is no one knew who this guy was. Why does he have a vote? And clearly it should be taken away now. Um, it, a lot of, lot, of, lot of drama around this news because like, he's just a moron. And everyone's like, why does this guy have a vote? And he his vote needs to be taken away. Is this how we're deciding all the awards? Like, mm-hmm. The granted, um, his issue wasn't necessarily with you know a, it's not a, a not a vaccination thing. I'm sure that plays a factor into an end of the year, but he was saying from the beginning of the year he had already decided that Rogers wasn't going to be able to win the MVP because of the way his off went, um, and he just hurt his team so much. So I, I imagine if Rogers would have had a different offseason, his team would probably have like home field advantage and um, best record in the league, and and be primed for a good playoff run. But instead, oh wait, that's exactly what they have. So he definitely hurt it a lot. Um,
0: you know, yeah, you, you know what? He's right. Screw you, Aaron Rodgers. You could have had a seventeen and zero season, but you hurt your team so much. <laughs> good lord. I mean, what 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 else? What
1: are what are your what do you think of, what what should happen? What does this mean? What does this mean? This opened up a lot of questions as the voting process in general, of all the you know, the season awards, like the hall of fame voting, like it, it opened up a lot.
0: Yeah. Um you know it's 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 so hard to grasp because there's so much that we don't know about what goes into this. So you know, there's so many unanswered questions. Questions that you know, at the time, didn't really need to be answered. If your guy didn't win, you're like, oh, bummer. He was snubbed, you know, type of things. But now it's like, people are like, you know what? Who is voting on this? Who gets the say about this? What is the criteria? Like, and it's like, this is opening a can of worms that I'm sure the league did not want opened up.
1: Um, Absolutely not.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah. So uh, this guy should have, you know, you know, this guy, if he thought Aaron Rodgers was such a problem and such a distraction, he should have followed the example he wanted Aaron Rodgers to do and keep his mouth shut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, I mean, honestly, the hypocrisy there
1: that they talked about. These guys have one rule, and that is don't talk about who you voted for before it happens.
0: And he broke that rule. Yeah. And then like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna vote for Aaron Rodgers because like yada yada yada. It's like okay, so so essentially, you know, what goes into a MVP season, you know, like what it stands for, being the best player in the league, you don't you don't believe in that anymore. You don't believe in being the best player. That the best player in the league doesn't have to win MVP. Like that's Mm -hmm. essentially what you're saying. The award doesn't carry the same weight anymore. Like yeah, you could have voted. You could have kept your mouth shut. You could have voted for Tom Brady, okay? And you know, no one would have thought twice on it. You know whether whether Tom Brady wins it by one or two, or Aaron Rodgers wins it by one or two. Like, no, no, no one would have, no one would have cared. Like, you know, time would have went on, but no. Now, let's say if Tom Brady wins it by one vote, people are going to be ticked. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's, it's, he, I mean, he, he basically said, he's like, oh, I determined before I saw anybody play that he could not win. Cause I just think he's a bad person and that's it's, not the criteria it, i yeah well and like like it, they asked aaron Rodgers about it and he's like he's never met me i've never done an interview with him i've never done you know like his 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 thinking that i'm a bad person is completely from his speculation of what he's heard
0: <laughs> yeah and it's like oh my goodness. like don't get me wrong there are times where I, I I you know don't like Aaron Rodgers based on you know what I've seen. Um, you know, it's not like I hate the guy or anything. I just feel like there are, you know, certain situations that I feel like he could have handled other things better. But, you know, you could say that just about any other player. You know, I can I can acknowledge that Tom Brady's in the running for MVP, but you know, I would never vote for him. But I can acknowledge it. I can say he was the best player in the league. I would never sell anyone. I wouldn't vote for Tom Brady, but if I was voting, I would never vote for him. (laughs) Of course, maybe now I just ruined my chances from ever being able to have a vote, but.
1: (laughs) No, but I mean, it's just it's wild well and then he he released an apology um if you want to call it i guess he's calling it that um i read through it it's the most non apology
0: <laughs> like is it like the is it like the ryan leaf apology which one, I, I don't know what was that well ryan leaf yelled at a reporter one time and so he had to do like a like a an apology and it wasn't at like a press conference, it was like one of them locker room ones where he's like standing in front of his locker. He reads it off a piece of paper and then tosses the piece of paper into his locker.
1: No, it wasn't like that, but it was like it was when you when you give an apology, um, typically you take responsibility for what you did. Um and his entire thing was like he had a couple um Uh his whole thing, he only had um it was like (laughs) I forget how he said it. The he was talking about like, you know, he was on a radio show in Chicago and he said he's like, I let myself get um fooled by the hosts and dragged into this conversation. Um and like he was like there's some now there's some self styled social media people who think who don't know anything about the game who are coming after me and da, 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 da. i mean it was all like pointing the finger at other people like he did not want to give that apology and he didn't really apologize for anything like the it was the most non-apology apology i've ever seen
0: <laughs> mm. but
1: and the thing is is no that's that's the thing when when the this came out first of all he's a bears he's in chicago he's a bears fan so that's another element to it um but the the thing was is like it came out and everyone said who like we've never heard of this guy why does he get a vote (laughs) like no one knows who this person is (laughs) well who is voting on this war (laughs) like why don't they have you know former players or former coaches or you know the you know uh media that we've heard of who actually have legit legitimate claims in media
0: like you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like i mean if you ask me i would not be against like major media people having votes such as you know you take some from fox takes them from mbc take them from you know, CBS and, you know, maybe ESPN. some from ESPN, unfortunately, some from NFL Network, and, like, you give them votes. Like, let's say Fox. You give Nick right, Colin Coward, and, you know, maybe Chris – well, I don't know He's more NBA. You know, maybe one other guy will vote. And then you do the same with CBS and you know, Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, Boomer Esiason. Uh, you know, you, you, you could just give, like – a significant amount of votes. And, well, you know, and that's and how and the we
1: decided. The people who are on those staffs also with those companies are also, a lot of them are former coaches and former players. So you would get legitimacy there. Like if, if you went to CBS and you're like, let's get Bill Cowher to vote on it. Let's get Nate Burleson to vote on it. Let's get Michael Strahan to vote on. It. And if you went to, you know, Fox, like the, the, uh, you get Howie Long, like you get the former you get people who you know know what they're talking about. <laughs> As opposed to media people who might just think, well, I'm not going to vote for that guy because he's mean. Or I think he's mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd say that. Yeah, man. Uh, um, that's frustrating. So but moving. But I'm kind of over it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Moving into week 18. Um, here's what we had. There weren't a lot of weren't a lot of games that would determine anything. Um, there was a lot of seeding. Um, obviously we have uh, we have to get into this. I can't believe we m- went this long without getting into it. Colts and the Jaguars. Um, this was this was a game like I I went into this week saying no game can determine anything, and then this game changed everything. And all of a sudden there was a lot of stuff for up for play. Because the assumption would be that the Colts, a 16-point favorite, would beat the worst team in the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then they would lock in their 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 playoff spot that they had an 85% chance of getting. Um, but they went in. They got utterly dominated by Jacksonville. It opened everything up for everyone else. We'll get into that afterwards. Ben, I know we don't want to, but um, – This was embarrassing. This The the number one thought that came to my mind, this is embarrassing. We are embarrassed. Like, we lost to the Jaguars. Worst team in the league. They looked amazing. Every stat that they'd throw out, it was like they recovered a fumble. Well, that's the second fumble recovery this team has had in this 17-game season. It was Josh Allen got two sacks. It's like he hasn't had a sack since week nine, which is half a season ago. Like, the (laughs) Everything. Trevor Lawrence looked like he, everyone thought he was going to look for the only time this entire season in this game. Um, Colts just got utterly dominated in every facet of the game. Carson Wentz had a 4.4 quarterback rating. And if you're just wondering how bad that is, if he would have just taken the ball and spiked it every play, just throw it into the ground, it's incomplete. He gets a 39-6. So the – It was just an all-around embarrassing, terrible game. The Colts missed the playoffs. Um, I mean, they had two weeks of winning your end. They played the Raiders, who are a – you know, they're going to be in the playoffs, but they're a mediocre team. They had an interim head coach, and they lost to them at home. And, you know, you kind of – you can justify that away. It was 23-20, Whatever you go to Jacksonville, you just get utterly dominated Um, again with a team that is, it's the worst team in the league, been in complete dysfunctional year interim head coach. I mean, it is completely embarrassing. It did make me right. Um, I said, I said, you know, Several weeks ago, five or six weeks ago, I said I think we should think about benching Carson Wentz, and then everyone was like, "No, I don't think so. I think we're going to be a playoff team." And we kind of went on a little run there, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, like we look like a pretty good team." Um, so I I could see where the benefit is in this. I don't think I don't think we're a Super Bowl team, which is always what I'm I'm always. If we're not going to be a Super Bowl team, like I enjoy the playoffs, but if I just don't think, if I think, you know we're not going to be able to compete with the, with, you know, the top three teams or whatever I I say, why don't we just wait this year, get a little better um, and, and go on. Um, So I I was, I was a fan of a bench and wins saving, you know, only sending Philadelphia, that second round pick um, instead of the first. And, um, and now what would have happened if we'd have benched him, we would have missed the playoffs. We would have had a pretty high pick. And what happens is we didn't bench him. Uh, we, we missed the playoffs and we don't have quite as high of a pick. And, um, and now we have to give them the first. And so I think I'm proven right there. Um, I've been, I've been critical of Wentz all season. It finally came full circle. He's had some good moments, He's had, I think, a lot more bad moments, especially in games where there's some some something. If if there was something on the line, um, it seems like those have been his worst games. We work, we looked terrible against Tennessee twice. Those games meant absolutely everything. That's the only team in the division that we were competing with. Um, these last two games of the regular season, he looked awful, and they were the spots to block up our playoff spot. Um it seemed like if there was no, no pressure, then he was fine. But once it's like, he's allergic to the playoffs. And um, so I don't, I don't know where we go from here. I, we talked a little bit. Um, uh, I think last night and uh, I know, I know Ben thinks that, potentially this is for the best. Like if we, if we had made the playoffs, it would have been like, well, we made the playoffs. And so stick with what we're doing. And now we might be looking at a more aggressive, more, uh, more looking for answers. uh, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich than we were. Um, But I I, I don't mean to harp on Carson wins. I'm just trying to get everything, but the, uh, the last couple of weeks is all on, I think Frank Reich, uh, frankly, I think that um, he – like I said, we had two weeks of winning in. Uh, Both weeks, it looked like the team was not ready to play. Certainly in the Jacksonville game, it looked like they weren't even close. Um, And and just – complete embarrassment like i said 85 percent chance of making the playoffs the steelers had a two percent chance of making the playoffs and here they're in the playoffs and we're not heck the eagles traded us wins we have to give them a first round pick and they're in the playoffs and we're not um to all around just a mess um it's just it not good not a good dime right now to be an indianapolis golds fan and and like um Nick Reich was saying, after after you get through this week of what you did in Jacksonville, how do you, as an organization, as a GM, as a coach, as an owner, how do you, as anybody with this team, turn around and look at your fans and explain anything that happened or or Go back to, we'll just trust the process or anything like that. How do you do that? So, Ben, I guess that's that's what I'll open it with. What do, you, what do you have?
0: So much to take away from this game. As someone who has literally defended the Colts all year long, I have now prepared a defense for this game. Oh, yeah, I'm not even going to pretend that. I mean, that's a straight-up joke. There is no defense for this game. My gosh, that's like <laughs> trying to defend this game is like trying to be a lawyer when ten people saw someone kill someone like you're just trying to you know not get the death penalty at this point, like oh my goodness the t- the, yeah you're 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 absolutely right. this falls on Frank Reich, and um you know i've def- I've had to literally defend him. And I was, you know, maybe I kind of jinxed it for all I know. I was getting ready to, you know, make a speech about how good of a coach he was after that Arizona game. Like, you know, he coached, you know, that win against Arizona, that is purely on coaching. When you lose half your, you know, half your roster, your entire starting offensive line, and you're captain on defense and you're still able to pull out a win, that's all coaching there. And then you go out and do that. Like, <laughs> like I, 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 I kind of told Bo, I'm like, well, the Raiders, I think that's more or less the football gods being against us. Cause John Madden just passed away and uh, we did have COVID issues all week long. So we weren't, you know, uh, like, yeah, we had our team back by that Sunday, but it's like, they didn't really practice like, you know, th- there were things that I could do to prepare a defense for that Raiders game, but this is just unacceptable. They had a no one like only like one or two players got added to the COVID list. The majority of the team was back and healthy, outside of Xavier Rhodes, which you know, you know, maybe he's just that big of a game changer. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, like. I tried to defend Carson. Tried to defend Carson Wentz in that middle of that game, you know, and then I see the fumble, and then I I see the left tackle absolutely get burned. i like, that's not that fumble's not his fault. The left tackle completely missed the block, or not the left tackle. The right tackle completely unaccounted for the blitzing linebacker. And then I look, look at the rebound, play of Carson Wentz and he's trying to do a freaking shovel pass I'm like enough with the freaking shovel passes okay they don't work <laughs> I've seen in them enough this year my goodness you think you learn and then uh but you know I, the only defense for Carson Wentz in that game was that you know what, Carson Wentz, you don't deserve the all the blame because no one came to play that day. So like, you know, the the offensive line, you know, as good as the offensive line is with Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, uh, we have we have a couple of good uh, right guards who are kind of interchangeable. Um Eric Fisher liability at left tackle, but I guess he's better than nothing. Um you know, when they took the field on that Sunday, well, I, I I would have rather had the offensive line we had against Arizona go out and play because I mean it, it couldn't have hurt worse. The the offensive line couldn't provide any openings for Jonathan Taylor. You know, like Maybe it's just this, you know. Uh, Actually, no, no, no. I will put some of the blame on Jonathan Taylor because Frank Wright had even came out in this practice conference not calling Jonathan Taylor out, but he said, you know, know, we've played against teams that have stacked the box uh, on us before, and Jonathan Taylor still, you know, manages to make it work. We still get that breakaway run and whatnot. Um, And so, you know, Jacksonville stacked the box completely – Fooled our offensive line. Jonathan Taylor couldn't get anything going. Carson Wentz couldn't get anything going. Receivers couldn't get any separation. Defense side of the ball couldn't maintain a pass for us. Uh, corners could not uh, defend or could not guard receivers of Jacksonville, who I don't even know their freaking names. I don't know. I mean, do you know Jaguars wide receivers? I don't. like Marvin Jones. Yeah. You see, if you were to tell me, if you were to tell me Marvin Jones, I feel like you know I'm like he, he he's a Falcon. No, he's, no, a, he's, he's a, a lion.
1: He's a he, he's, he's a played lion, with the Lions yeah. for several years. He's now in Jacksonville. He looked like a friggin' Hall of Famer on Sunday.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, and then Trevor Lawrence, which granted, I do expect Trevor Lawrence to be a good quarterback, but my goodness, he hadn't been good all year because of how poor Jacksonville is. And he looked like Justin Herbert, like my goodness. It's just, it's, 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 I've watched the Colts for, I don't know how long I, the last time I felt this embarrassed to be a Colts fan is when we lost to the Rams back in like, what was it? 2015 or something. Where we got burned oh, by Tavon Austin. I don't, like, I
1: still wasn't that embarrassed by that game.
0: Well, I mean, I, I mean, I I mean as, as much as I was this Yeah, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. This game was worse than that Rams game, but the, the, to find a game that was similar, that's, that's how far back I have to go to. And I mean, even then, it's worse than that.
1: I mean, if you're the Colts, you walk in, you're a 16 point favorite. Yeah. And it's like – And you got – I mean, like, it wasn't close. There was no point in that game where it felt like we were in it.
0: Yeah. And it's like you're looking at the scoreboard. It's like it's 13-3. to We still got a chance. And I'm sitting there on the chair, and I'm like, I'm the most optimistic Colts fan I know, and I don't believe we're going to win this game. Like, I literally remember sitting in the chair in that moment. You know me. I am very optimistic to the point where it's unrealistic. It's it's annoying. And I'm looking at a 13 to three game and be like, "There's no way we win this game. We have nothing going on offense and our defense. The fact that it was only 13 points at at that point in the game was a miracle. Yeah, it was it was bad.
1: Um, like, I I. I uh, you you sent me the the statements i i've been meaning to watch the interviews i haven't had a chance to yet um but you you sent me a statement that uh that Reich had of um him saying that uh he was asked about if Carson would be the quarterback next year and he said like basically like I don't want to get into next year's roster yet and center it on one guy or anything and blah, 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 which is very different than last year when they said, what about Phillip Rivers? He's like, we would love to have him back. If he wants to come back, if he decides he's not going to retire, he has a spot here. Like, duh.
0: Mm-hmm. well, yeah. And I, I think part of that goes into the discussion with what he had with Jim Earth that Sunday night. Cause Jim Earth called them called both him and Ballard into his office that Sunday night as he should yeah and and Jim Mershe said you know I normally don't like to do that you know we normally have an end of season meeting but you know you know he felt led to get them in the office to you know have that stern conversation and I think part of that was I think we probably, if if you're giving me my honest opinion, I think we still roll with Carson Wentz going into next year, just because of the situation that we're in. However, I think Jim Mershey is saying, "This is your, you know, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire now. You know, you, you know, you guys are going to keep your jobs this year, but this is where we need to start turning up the heat. And no job is safe at this point. Like I'm not saying we rebuild, but You know, I I mean, we, we were hurt at quarterback. If we can get our hands on another quarterback that is better, we're going to do it. If we can get our hands on a better left tackle, we need to go out and do it instead of just building, you know, what we've done a great job of doing so far. I think we've done a good job of building in some aspects, but now I feel like Jim Irsay is calling those guys into the office and saying, okay, I'm tired of building. We are going to go out and get,
1: yes, the, um, the, uh, I, I agree with you. I think the most likely scenario is that Carson Wentz is our quarterback next year. Um, but that was part of my problem, though, is, you know, it's like, hey, Frank, like we got your guy um, and you missed the playoffs and he looked really bad. Like the uh, like you said, like. As far as like you know, they'll keep their jobs this year. They both got these extensions before this year. I think if if we have another bad year, I'm. It's gonna be Frank. I think, like you said, I don't want to risk a Grigson or anything. I think Chris Ballard has done a good job. Should would I like him to be more aggressive? Yes. Um. Would I would I like to see a little more? Like there's been a couple misses here and there, but there's been a lot of positives. I think Ballard would stay. Um, but if we have another bad year, it's all on Frank because everything at this point, anything we have come short on has been because of Frank.
0: Yeah. And I agree. And I, I just, I hate it when people say Frank is a bad coach. I'm like, I don't think he's that bad.
1: I I don't I don't think he's a bad coach, but his team has played poorly in the big moments.
0: That and I will I will say it, it it's more or less, you know you're you know it's like I don't know I I, I hate to do this but it, I guess it's similar to the Alex Smith situation. You're a good quarterback,
1: but there's a ceiling. lane.
0: Yes, but there's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. you know, at what people once thought there was. Colin Kaepernick, the shiny new toy that runs and is very hard to catch. You know, um, I guess he was forced out of Washington. So there's not really one there. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's like you're good. But we got to go in a different direction. Otherwise, we're not going to move.
1: You're, you're good yeah. enough to get us here, but you can't take us any further than that. Yeah. And that's
0: uh, up to this. You're the, you're the classic Moses. Okay. Up, classic up to this. Moses.
1: Up, up to this point with Frank, it has been, you're good enough to get us into that, into a wild card spot. You're good enough to where the last week of the season, we're either we're in a wild card spot or we're, uh, in this year's case, we were supposed to get a wild card spot and we didn't. But we were right there, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so far, Frank, you're telling me you're good enough to get us to be a top 15 team in the league. But if that doesn't change, we got to find the guy who's going to be enough to get us to a top 10, a top five,
0: a top two team in the league. Yeah, uh, I I would agree with that. It's just that it's going to be tough to find that guy. It is going to be extremely tough to find that guy
1: there's obviously there's not a lot of those guys, but I'm just saying this is, this is the, this is the world we're in. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to mention, Hey Frank, can we talk about how Jonathan Taylor was an MVP candidate and you had seven pro bowlers and you missed the playoffs? I mean, and Jonathan Taylor had a historic season at running back.
0: Well, yeah, like everything points back to that game against Jacksonville.
1: And Your team was top two in takeaways like like this team was very good. And so and with the place, I think Rich Eisen put out a tweet. He said after they beat the after we beat the Cardinals, it was like the Colts are the team that no one wants to see in the playoffs. And now they're the team that no one's going to see in the playoffs. <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah. I, I would certainly make that argument. Um, it, just because it's like they were so tough, you couldn't stop Jonathan Taylor, and then the Jaguars came along. Like I don't I don't know what happened, and it's like yeah, we had seven Pro Bowlers and had the best and had an MVP candidate. And missed the playoffs, but it's like, well, well, why was that? Well, because we didn't keep it up in that game against Jacksonville. We didn't need to play great against Jacksonville. No, we, we just we didn't even need to play good. We just needed to play average. And we, we played did. terrible. <laughs> yeah. We, shoot, we probably could have played terrible and still won the game. It was horrendous. It was <laughs> like we we probably would have been better off starting the backup offensive line, putting Marlon Mack in at running back, and putting uh, uh, Ellinger as the starting quarterback. Yeah. With Mike with Mike Strawn on the outside and Doolin on the other side, we, our offense probably would have been more productive if we had done that.
1: Yeah. You could let's put it this way: couldn't have been less productive. <laughs> yeah. Um, the chiefs beat the Broncos, uh, to put the pressure on the the Titans Saturday night and the Cowboys beat the Eagles. That game, I took the over 43 and a half. That game was 51 to 26. So it was, I mean, it hit by halftime. The over did, um, the, uh, Washington beat giants 22 seven Browns beat Bengals 21 16. Um, the, uh, the Steelers beat the Ravens 16 to 13 which due to the Colts losing all of a sudden meant something. So whoever won that game with a little more luck uh would would make the
0: playoffs. And so um
1: the Colts lost actually, the Jagu-
0: what actually if Baltimore would have freaking won, the Colts would have been in the playoffs still. I don't know which team would have been out, but one of those teams would have been out. The Steelers but, I mean, great
1: well, no no, no
0: cuz the steelers would have been out because baltimore would have won yeah and got but then in, the ravens would have been.
1: oh yeah baltimore would have beat us yeah that's true i, um,
0: I think it, i think it would have been e- either been the raiders or the dolphins one of those teams one of those two teams would have been out well the dolphins baltimore won dolphins didn't make it well Dolphins okay, so you needed the Dolphins to win to get the three way tiebreaker because when two when three teams have the same record, it goes by strength of schedule and not by who beat who.
1: Yeah. So
0: uh would the Patriots have been out? No, the Patriots were already locked. I think Baltimore would have missed I don't think Baltimore would have won with a Colts win and a or with a colts lost in their win i don't think that would have guaranteed them the spot i think baltimore would have still been out yeah okay so that so that makes sense
1: so the because i know going in the week the reason that they put chargers raiders sunday night football was because that was the only game it was guaranteed those teams are playing winning it yes um, the uh so i believe if the ravens would have won the ravens would have missed the playoffs because the dolphins yeah. would have won
0: Yes, causing the three-way tiebreaker, and then the Colts win a in. Okay. Yes. Well, but, Steelers- but, like, but like we said the night before, it didn't matter. The Colts didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm not. What I'm I said. not. Upset I told. About I,
1: told uh, I told people going in. I said, "Well, we can still get in if we lose." I said, "But frankly, if we lose to the Jaguars, we don't deserve to have a playoff spot."
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Um. So the Steelers won. The Lions beat the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, only played half the game. Uh, the Vikings beat the Bears. The Titans beat the Texans to secure the one seed. Um, the Which I'll give Tennessee credit. They lost Derrick Henry, and they still got the one seed. So, um, uh, yeah,
0: That's impressive.
1: The Saints beat the Falcons. So the Saints were trying to get in. Um, but the 49ers beat the Rams in overtime. So that knocked them out. Um, the Seahawks... Beat the Cardinals, uh, to secure that they would be in the five spot. the The Rams, even though they lost, they won the division. But they instead of being number two, they were number four now in the NFC. Um, the Bills beat the Jets, so they are number three. Since the Bengals lost, and the Bengals are number four, um, the Bucks are the Bucks beat the Panthers, the Dolphin, and the Bucks are number two. The Dolphins beat the Patriots, so the Patriots are number six. The Raiders are number five after beating the Chargers. Um, Although I still, that if the Raiders and Chargers would have tied, they both would have gone to the playoffs and the Steelers wouldn't have gotten in. Um, They went to overtime. It looked like they might tie there for a minute, but then they were able to uh, kick a field goal and win it in overtime as time expired. And can I just, I just want to address, I I, I don't want this to take too long, but I just want to address one thing because a lot of people are talking about this Brandon Staley timeout being the reason they lost. And it's the biggest pot of bull crap I've ever heard in my life. The, I don't understand. He didn't call the timeout early in the clock. Like he was trying to conserve time. He called the timeout with three or four seconds left on the play clock because The Raiders had lined up in gun and he wanted to get the right defense in because he knew they were going to run it. And uh, I mean, it's not like they were lining up to take a knee. They were lined up in the gun to run a play. He wanted to get the right defense in. The Chargers defense is terrible at stopping the run, and they were at the 42-yard line or something. So he just wanted to be able to stop them short so that if they do attempt a field goal, it's a long field goal. He put he changed, he puts in the defense. They have a run for 10 yards, which is what they were planning to do anyway. And then they're obviously in field goal range, and they decide to kick a field goal, which I still don't entirely understand. Um, I, if it were me, I guess as your, I guess players' ego stuff like that, like they want to win the game, so maybe that's why. Um,
0: I mean, oh, that has to be the explanation. of My book. The
1: if, if you take if you take the knee, you guarantee yourself a spot in the playoff, um, because if you tie, your both in. Um, if you do the field goal, you know it's slight, but there's a chance that um you know if if it's blocked if it's returned if it's anything that you lose the game it's it's a higher chance than if you just take the knee um and so um but the raiders decided go kick the field goal so they kick the field goal so the steelers get in the playoffs um and the chargers miss out uh and and all the takes about you know herbert over mahomes and whatnot those all look pretty bad right now, given the fact that the Chargers missed the playoffs. But um, I guess uh, were you a part of the of the insane mob that thinks Brandon Staley's timeouts the reason they lost that game?
0: Well, you know, I, I, initially I I was convinced, by later that night, you know, I you know I'm the one who you know you might disagree with this. I'm one who listens to arguments and tries to understand everything that's kind of going on so initially when i saw it i was kind of reacting in that kind of way and then i kind of took a second to think about it saw what other people were saying about it. i'm like okay yeah that makes sense and then <laughs> i brain is daily still cost the game don't get me don't get me wrong so it's they're not unjustified in that regard
1: how so how so <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about there
0: well well two things you know completely unrelated um Grand daily went for it on fourth and fourth and two at his own eighteen.
1: That's true. I I I I didn't see the whole game, but I did hear about
0: that. <laughs> so, so um, that, that will cost you. Second thing is, you called the timeout to get the right defense out there, and, and you and still couldn't yeah. stop the run. Like, That's true. That's like, true.
1: <laughs> like
0: okay, you okay, you didn't lose the game by calling a timeout. You just lost the game by. You know, I mean, failing can, to coach your defense can, to stop can you, the run.
1: Can we be the the weakest part of the Chargers? Is their defense, specifically their run defense? And Staley's a defensive coach.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so so Staley still lost the game, just yeah. not in the way you thought Not just not in the way you think it is. Not in the popular way. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, Devontae Smith passed to Sean Jackson for the most receiving yards by an Eagles rookie. Um, I think it was 916. Um, 16 Devontae Adams set a record for receiving yards by a Packer. Um, which broke he broke Jory Nelson's record of uh thousand five hundred and nineteen yards in a season. Um Cooper Cup did not break the receiving record, although I I'll say it's just a matter of time until someone does, and the way you know the way the league is now, how how pass heavy it is. It's only a matter of time until someone breaks two thousand yards receiving. But uh he came very close. I think he was within twenty yards um of breaking the record. He also I believe was very close to the reception record, which would have been. I think he would have had to hit 150, um, and he was 138 going into the day, and I think he had nine catches, something like that. Um, the draft order. I'm trying to hurry, get through. I I have to go to work tonight, so I'm trying to hurry and get through all this. Um, okay. The draft order: Jaguars, Lions. Lions beat the Jaguars by a tie. They're jaguars are three and 14 lions are three 13 and one
0: um i think i think that's the worst part of that well okay, and it's not the worst part um it's another thing that adds to the Colts' loss we allowed the jaguars to kick our rears and they get rewarded with still having the number one overall pick yeah yeah um
1: which i I mean what are they going to use that pick on they got trevor lawrence
0: yeah, they'll just trade and get five more number one overall picks, or not, not number one, five more first round picks.
1: That's what I think they'll probably they'll probably, if I mean if if I'm in that situation, they, unless there's someone who's just crazy, they're probably just going to trade back a couple spots, get some extra stuff, and then they'll get a very good, whatever other player, and then they'll get a couple of others that are very good in other spots. Um. So then the Lions and then you got the Texans and then you got the Jets and then you got the Giants and then you got the Panthers. The Giants get the Bears pick at seven. Um, I believe for the, that was part of the Justin Fields trade last year. Um, the Falcons, the Broncos, the Jets get Seattle's pick at 10 um, because of the Jamal Adams trade. Uh, Washington, uh, the Vikings, the Browns, the Ravens, the Eagles get Miami's pick, the Eagles get the Colts pick, 15 and 16, and then the Chargers and the Saints. And that's what we got so far. The rest is to be determined by how the playoffs go.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a I, I always enjoy draft night, but I can remember when the Colts didn't have a first-round pick two years ago. It just wasn't quite the same, and it's going to be once again this year.
1: And it's going to be worse because we should have the pick because we should have benched Win six weeks ago.
0: Uh, I, st- <laughs> I stand by what I said, but whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, you got the playoff bracket. We'll run through this real quick. The Titans and the Packers both get the bye at the one seed, and now I'm going to give Ben the scenario we're both going to pick. Chiefs, Steelers, I think the Steelers are going to get embarrassed. What do you think, Ben?
0: Um I think it's going to be close to the first time they met but yeah probably Chiefs by like uh 20. Yeah. Um, cuz the first Bil- time it was by 40 so like <laughs> yeah. Bills Patriots. Oh uh, shoot, this one's going to be really tough. I got to I'll just go Patriots.
1: I'm going Bills. Um why do you love them so much? The
0: Bengals Just for the controversy purely cuz I haven't even had time to think on it. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals Raiders. Uh, Bengals.
1: Yeah, I like the Bengals. I think they're the Raiders. I like I like both teams. Okay, I, I think they're both unpredictable, but I think the Bengals have more right now.
0: Uh, um, and then you got Bucks, Eagles, Bucks, Eagles. Uh, Bucks. How does Tom Brady manage to get the worst team in the freaking playoffs in the first round? I'll tell you, uh, Ben. I. I I know I know you keep telling me the Eagles are a good team but I refuse no, but, to believe it.
1: No, but I here's I'm thinking I think I'm going to take the Eagles here. Um I don't know what the spread is. Um but I I I think this game might be closer than people think.
0: What what's the spread? I don't know what it is, See, I was gonna say, well, the Eagles covered the spread last time, so I'm, i I might do that. And then I'm like, well, they covered the spread because of Sleeping Tom, and they and then, now this one's a one o'clock game.
1: Yeah, but the eight and a half, um, I think it could be close. I think it could be. I think it could be closer than people think
0: nothing would make me happier if and I mean, Antonio
1: Brown, Chris Godwin are all out, you know.
0: Fournet they getting, might just be getting Fortnite. back. I think they are going to get net back, and they did get Gronk back.
1: Mm-mm. Um, Cowboys Niners.
0: Upset. First round. Give me the Niners. I'll tell you the Cowboys. I know. I was gonna say I, I was big on the Cowboys earlier in the year. I'm not so big on them anymore. I'm not I'm not I, I'm not big on them either. I'm I'm just I'm not
1: sold on the Niners.
0: Um I will say this give me Jimmy Garoppolo down four points with a minute left. I'm going to love Jimmy Garoppolo in that situation. He is a he is better a good quarterback. I'll give him that. Oh, he, Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback. When he doesn't have to think, when it's hurry up, let's get to the line, snap the ball, and throw it to a receiver, he is good. Now, don't get me started on what happens for three and a half of the quarters. But for that last home stretch, he is good. Then you
1: have the Rams and the Cardinals.
0: Oh, dear Lord. Uh, Give me the Rams.
1: I'm going to take the Rams. Like, the, the Cardinals have been on a big slide, and uh, and I think the Rams have a more complete team.
0: Yeah, uh, I feel like the Rams just have to make it work. Yes, they do. Absolutely. Like, there's like, a lot more. For what they on the gave Rams up than the Cardinals here. Yeah, for what they gave up for Stafford, if they lost in that first round. Yeah. Um,
1: real quick through the firings, the Vikings have fired Mike Zimmer and the GM. The Bears fired Matt Nagy and the GM, Ryan Pace. Um, The Dolphins fired Flores. The Giants fired Joe Judge. And Gettleman retired, um, which I'm guessing is just instead of being fired. Um, The Raiders have an opening because of Gruden. Jags have an opening because of Meyer. And the Broncos fired Fangio. So those are the job openings currently.
0: I'll tell you what, that Denver one, That's, that's a dark horse job because that is a good roster that just needs a quarterback.
1: It is, but uh, you know, I think the dolphins are very much the same. uh, Granted, I, we already talked about, you know, the issues that there might be there and apparently the Broncos there's, um, I think Pat McAfee just retweeted the, the the sources are saying that there's going to be a new owner here in, uh, the offseason here for the broncos well shoot um,
0: that's peyton right
1: yeah i know uh, he was talking about being some sort of owner or something
0: um is it john elway the gm or something like that
1: no i think he's president of operations or something
0: so with that mean peyton Manning's john elway's boss
1: yeah i mean, like it owner. should
0: be but like it should be though but yeah
1: yeah um but yeah, the the Giants—that's that's a that's a tough job to fill. I mean, the Raiders could be a good job.
0: Raiders, though, but here's the thing—they might stick with their interim coach.
1: Yeah, the I think the Vikings could be a good job. I think it's a good roster. Um, they just have to figure out something. Like, there's just something that's
0: not clicking. Yeah, I I don't. You look at this roster and you're like, how are you not good? Yeah, like, exactly. Her, her, like Kirk Cousins didn't have a bad
1: year, and and the look at not look at, And the Bears' job could be good too. They've got the quarterback. They've got to figure out the rest of it. I mean, it it's the same Bears, same with the Jets. It's a
0: job. It's a job. I mean, that's a job too. Okay.
1: I mean, you got. I mean, at least in those places, like the other places, it's hard to find a quarterback. Those places, you know, you have the quarterback. It's just finding yeah. the rest of the pieces. I will say. There I'd say the, I'd say the of, worst job by far is the
0: Giants' job. Well, yeah, I, I, there are no arguments here because going into the final week, you know, out, you know, two teams. No, I'm going to say one. I'm not going to be that mean. One team, only one team, looks completely clueless on what they're going to do going forward, and that was the Giants. Yeah. Because the the Jets, you know, they were losing games. But over the last couple of games, you could kind of see a little glimpse there. Like, hey, they're actually keeping up with some of these teams. And let's not forget, they beat the Bengals and the Titans. Yeah. With Derrick Henry. So, the Jets are an okay team. They have, I feel like they have some direction. But the Giants have no direction. They're, yeah. they're completely clueless.
1: And then uh, Georgia beat Alabama last night for the national championship. So the world rejoices.
0: Um, yes, that is true. I did watch that game. It was really enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> it was a good one. The final score is not what it re- represented it to be. Uh, Alabama had the ball down eight with two minutes to go. And they, Georgia was able to get a pick six to seal the game.
1: All right. Well, I got to get going. So uh, check the link in the show notes. You can get in touch with all our social media. Email us. Let us know what we missed. If you have any disagreements, if you have any hot takes, what what you're looking forward to in this offseason, this playoffs, whatever. Um, You can uh, rate, review, subscribe. Let us know all that good stuff. And uh, I believe that's it. Ben, do you have anything else? Uh, Nope. All righty then. Well, then we will see you next time, hopefully next week, here on Run Up the Score.